0: Experience true vulnerability, how to overcome trials. You will laugh, cry, and experience everything in between. Welcome to the King of Corona Podcast. Brought to you by Tyler Griffith. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought I would record a little bit more about my run that I had. Because I had so many, like, cool experiences, and I... Shared my 100-mile run on, a, like, a Zoom phone call with the company. And it wasn't very interactive, and they were looking at me. And so I was looking at myself through the Zoom camera, and it was making me feel uncomfortable. So I felt like it didn't go as well as it should have. And I was just trying to hit, like, bullet points instead of, like, speak from my heart. And so I wanted to do, like, a second version of my 100-mile 100 100 mile run like some of the deeper things that I learned and try not to mention the same ones that I had learned or that I spoke about last time I talked. But one, I was running across a bridge and this is how funny this race is. Like I ran a hundred miles through Miami. I couldn't tell you the name of like any of the streets, the bridges. Like I get into this, like I'm so focused zone that I can't like, have a conversation. I can't look up and like see a street line and like street sign and try to memorize like what the street is. I'm just, my objective is I start at a hundred mile or I start at zero and I try to get to a hundred miles. And that's like my thought. And so like, if you have a checkpoint, I'll check in, make sure like I'm still alive. And then I go into a zone from checkpoint to checkpoint until the end. And so it's really weird, like, I don't know how to explain, like, how that happens or why that happens or how you can be so lucky to space out like that, like a crazy person. But some reason I have that, so it's cool. But there was a moment, there was a couple moments during the race where I really, like, took in the moment. And I remember one time I was running next to, like, the cruise ships, because there's a port there. A port, I think that's what the fuck it's called. There's a port... And that's where the cruise ships come and the people all get out and they go party in Miami for a few nights. Laka Laka Tika Laka Hoka Hoka Haka. That's the music I picture playing in the club scene in Miami. <laughs> Even though I was there I saw it, so it's not. Um But so I was past these cruise ships where the people were getting off and I just Like, the sun was just setting. It was, like, right over the cruise ships. You could see the people, like, gathering outside of the cruise ships and walking to different destinations. And there was just this, like, ambiance of, like, calm. It just felt, like, very, like, ah, like, this energy, whatever's here just feels, like, right. And I remember, like, thinking I had been running since 5 in the morning, so 5... 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 1 2 3 4 5 6 13 hours about 13 hours maybe 14 maybe 15 um when the i don't know when the sun went down like i said i don't pay attention to that um all i know is the sun was setting by the cruise ships and it was very pretty and i remember thinking i get shade I get shade for the rest of this race. As long as I like finish this race within like a reasonable time frame of what I thought this was going to take, then like I'm going to finish before it gets really hot again. So I had this calmness just come over me where I was like very, very like, I guess, grateful slash just like amazed that I had just run through a whole day. Because I'd never run that. I ran 12 and a half miles or 12 and a half hours at the quad rock, 50 mile run. But I had never, so I was, if this was 15 hours, that was two and a half hours longer than I'd ever run. And then I still had, I want to say 50 something miles left. Um, I was keeping like maybe like an 11, 12 minute mile pace. Most of the time when I was jogging. And then if I would walk, it'd be like 14, 15. Um, Towards the end, it would be like more upwards of like 25, 30, like the last four miles per mile. But no, I just remember that moment. Like I just had so much peace, so much like, oh, I'm grateful to be like alive. I'm grateful that like my crew is here to help me and like that they've really like sacrificed a lot to be here for me. And just started to like be grateful that I'd met people along the run that I was able to like become friends with. And then there was one guy in particular, his name was Chris, and he's just super, super, like super friendly. And he basically just gave me like all of his wisdom about ultras because he had done a lot. And so I was asked him about this one because he had done this one. Sorry, my voice is gone also, but he had done this race and... Just basically told me, like, go slower than what you think. Make sure you, like, get your liquids. Make sure, like, there's going to be these different points. He's He told me to hike the bridges. Don't try to jog the bridges. That'll use up too much of your energy. And it's just really nice because, like, we were in this, like, competition, but we weren't in this competition. And so it was this really cool, like, camaraderie-type feeling with your what would be considered your opponents. And I just remember having this, like... Feeling of this is like a cool sport. This is cool because people are here for self improvement. All we want is to be better people, like within ourselves. And so there's no reason to like withhold something that's going to help somebody else because that makes me a better person. So you're part of something where you're like helping your opponents. Everybody's grateful for each other. I'm sure there's like a lot of people in this sport that are super competitive. But from what I saw, it was. I mean, if you were almost to get first somebody passed you at the last second, it seems like the athletes in the sport are like happy for each other. Like all I got for finishing, I got second um, overall for, or second for the men, and then third overall. They had a tie for first with the men. That's my disclaimer. But I got to the finish thinking I got third for the males, and fourth overall. And I got to the finish line, and I remember that was another moment where it kind of like sunk in. Because it was just the sun had just come up. It was kind of starting to get hot like around probably 7, probably 8 o'clock is when I got to the finish line. 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. And so the sun had just come out. It was out for like an hour, so it wasn't super hot yet. But getting to the finish line, I remember I was jogging with uh, Kelsey and... We were talking, I kind of leaned against her a few times to keep my balance, and she was just being super supportive, super positive, like didn't say one negative thing for 27 hours, like wrapped up my stinky ass feet, put stuff over my blisters, and just like went above and beyond to help me out, and I just remember like, She was like, do you want to finish by yourself? And I was like, yeah. Eric jumped out, was running for me, running with me for a little bit. Paul was driving. So he went and parked. And then those two ran ahead of me. And I had like two or three blocks just to think about like the race and everything. And like it was just this overwhelming. I remember having this feeling a couple of times like on my practice runs. Like... I can't imagine the overwhelming feeling when I have at the actual race because I got emotional just thinking about the race. And so I was like once I'm really there, like what's it going to be like? And it started to build, but I never really like embraced the emotions like I should have, but it did start to like you know when you like start to have those like really strong emotional like you're going to start crying type feeling, you're like you just can't contain like the Just the happiness. And a lot of times for me, like tears mostly come from happiness. But that started to come over me. And then I think because I was talking to Kelsey about this, I think I at some point switched gears from like do this run for the experience and it switched to like get third place. (laughs) So once I found out my place, I guess it kind of ruined the race a little bit for me because it turned into this like stop. Don't stop anymore. Don't take it in. Stay ahead of the guy behind you trying to catch you. And I just, like, that's the person I'm trying to run from. And so to have time to have processed all this, step outside of the race, just see, like, maybe things about yourself. Like, you get exposed. Like, I got exposed for maybe, like, being, like, my head getting blown up a little bit because now I get to go say, I got second place. Where before I was going to be like, I would talk all about the experience, all about like the amazing feeling, all about. And then if I just say to people like, I got second place, it's like, oh, so this guy just did it for the race, not for the like right reason. So a little bit disappointed that I did that, but also super impressed with myself that I'm that competitive. (laughs) So kind of like, it's kind of cool to know like, hey, like who gives a fuck, like Look at you, like you use that as motivation to push. And like the overall objective, like you do have a number, they are tracking you, you might as well place good. Why the fuck not? So that was kind of my thought process behind it. And then I knew I'm like self aware enough to get done with the race and then like put the pieces back together. Like your head might get too big right now because of second place, but don't worry, like life has a way of bringing you back to earth. And so I'm just glad I did the race, like I had like these type of lessons if you're wondering why people do ultras i think it's because you become addicted to self improvement and you realize that running and um like letting your thoughts run free and thinking through things and recognizing that you have issues figuring out ways to deal with your issues like once you are self aware enough then you realize that like running is a really good way to Open that up to learn more about yourself, to get better. And it's good. Like if you're addicted also, like anybody that's like addicted to alcohol, drugs, um, like even pharmaceuticals, like if you're addicted to food, anything like that, like chain, you could easily give up those addictions and just get addicted to running. Go run, go run. Like it helped me with so much of my depression, so much anxiety. Um, and sometimes I combine it and this is going to be like, not what everybody likes to hear, but I'll combine it with like marijuana and it's very therapeutic. (laughs) I pick a trail or a run I know really well. And you just let your mind, it's almost like a deprivation tank. You get to the point where your legs are just moving and your mind is like free of your body. And so that's why I run because the feeling Isn't like anything else I can get. Like, I could go to the gym and work out really hard, go to the sauna. Like, I'll get into a pretty good flow with those type of things, but running is like the overall ultimate. Like, this is the best. And so now, what I've done, just so you guys aren't super worried about me, is I've taken a month off from running. So I haven't run for a month. I've done like the incline a couple times and some hikes and a little bit of sprinting and stuff, but just so that it doesn't like instantly turn into this like obsession because I could see myself just giving in to the addiction, but I'm just glad that I'm self-aware enough to realize that running like these as a full-time job is going to be really hard to provide for three kids. So I'm just glad that like, yeah, I, I could take a step away and just try to hopefully do this thing I mean, obviously, it could still be a problem. I'm still very curious about doing a lot of these races. (laughs) But at least I'm self-aware enough to know that, like, if I do it, at least I recognize that it is a problem. So you guys are all witnesses of that. Anyway, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, And then I really hate, like, I feel like it makes it so impersonal when, like, advertisers and, like, you start to plug yourself. Like, follow me on Tyler underscore James, underscore Griffith. But it's a good way for you guys to be part of like my life if you're curious. Like I just, I put up like songs that I'll do. Also, like, I guess I don't really put up that much real stuff. I put up like pose shit. So maybe I'll try to change that. And a lot of what I'm going to put up is just clips from podcasts. So I'll film myself. And then it'll just be like a description of what the podcast is. If you think that's a good idea, most of my followers, I think, are close friends. Could you just text me? Like all of you listening, like just text me. If you have my number, text me. I don't care who you are and just say, I think that's a good idea. Then you can follow me on Instagram. I'll tell you when I'm going to post like every podcast and what it's going to be about. And then if you think that's a good idea, I just need you to say yes. Just text me the word yes. And then I'll be like, oh, okay, what's about that? All right? Love you guys. Bye.